Levin, or Lewin, Levin. It depends. Depends how you. Uh, how do you spell Lewin in Hebrew? I guess like that. Lewin. In honor of my mother, third one, Minucha Kreindel Bas Esther, for a Rufur Shlema, complete Rufur Shlema, and a speedy recovery, anonymous. All right. So the Nisham should have an Aliyah, the Nisham Moy should have an Aliyah, the Chayla should have a Rufur Shlema, the Karai, Vishkoy for the sponsorship. Dear Avi Stefanski, beautiful email. A tearjerker for the first, when I read it first, hopefully I hold it together here. My name is Aro Mosbacher. A bit of background. I'm 13 years old and I live in Yerushalayim. I was born with a very rare syndrome which causes an underdevelopment of my midface. I've been through 24 surgeries already. Some here and some in Dallas, Texas. Unbelievable. 24 surgeries. I had one minor surgery once on my knee. A basketball injury on an ACL, it's, it's not a nice experience. Uh, yeah, coming out of general anesthesia is, is like the worst. Like you feel like a truck hit you, it's nerve 24 at such a young age. My last surgery was about a year ago. An emergency developed, I almost lost my eyesight, Baruch Hashem. We have a picture of this kid, very cute kid. Uh, we were able to make very quick arrangements and I flew to Dallas and the surgery was successful. My eyesight returned to normal. At the beginning of the Daf Yomi cycle, I was debating if I should start learning the daf. At that point, I wasn't ready to commit. I have a brother in Yeshivik Doilo who had been home due to COVID-19, and since he started the daf this year and was looking for a good shear. My mother read the article, maybe I misread it. My mother read the article about you and suggested he try out your shear. See, the article worked, at least for one person. It was Kedai. I don't know which article, the article. The lion article. Okay, the lion article, it worked for this guy. Baruch we got a yeshiva guy, a yeshiva g'dayla bacher. He was completely hooked and has been listening every day. I watched him listening and gave me a big cheshik to start as well. 13-year-old kid. I started two weeks ago from the beginning of brachas and I'm loving it. Phenomenal writer. 13-year-old. Yeah. You explain it so well and clear and of course I love your jokes that you stick in. I listen to the full daf every day and I listen to the eight-minute daf afterwards for Chazara. I don't watch it live. I listen on Torah Anytime app. Amen. Because of my medical history, I recently missed out a lot of school, like everybody else did, but I guess he's talking about even before that, and fell very behind in my learning, which has been a big challenge for me, and I don't feel good about it. Psh. Ah. So learning the daf has made me feel so good about myself. I could not have done it without Yashir. I'm still home from Cheder, and this helps me get through the day. So, Reb Aaron Mosbacher, I have to tell you, we look forward. What happened up until now, how much you missed, is not important. It's from here on out. If you continue, you'll finish Shas by the age of 20. That's unbelievable. You've got to look forward. He's such a young kid, 13 years old. Here, here's a before and after picture. Mamish is a kid, Gishmaki kid. I really appreciate all your hard work and would really love to visit RBS one day and join in the live shear. I would also be so excited to hear a shout out one day. Here's the shout out. Ara Mosbacher, you're a hero. Maybe somebody wants to sponsor a ride for him. 
If somebody's coming from Yerushalayim, we'd love to have Ira Musbar sit right next to me right over here. It will be mamish a big covet for us to have him. P.S. Attaches a picture of me before and after my reconstructive surgery. I'm so grateful to Hakush Baruch for what he's done for me. Ah, this is a small way I can show my gratitude to Hashem. All right, beautiful. Shkoyach for the email. Send in your emails. It gives us a lot of chizuk. Pictures, without pictures. Send in emails about the eight-minute dive. Be'ezer Hashem, I'm starting to read a small email, a short email, or it could be a long email, but I'll shorten it. I'll do a synopsis, an eight-minute synopsis on the short, and I'll read it before the eight-minute. Be'ezer Hashem. Okay. To summarize this one would be, yeah. No, but about the, this actually has an eight-minute um, shout-out, so maybe I can read it also. Okay, fine. That's not a bad idea. Well, maybe the first email ever on the eight-minute will be about Ira Mosbach. What are you, Taina? I think it's a good idea. I didn't, I didn't think about it. We'll have to synopsis it a little bit. Hmm? Mosbacher. I know some Mosbachers, actually, from Muncie. I know Muncie. There's a Mosbacher up north. By the way, if you're related to Mosbacher up north, please write me. I need, I need to get a hold of him. I'm serious. Been, been looking for the guy for a while. All right. No, the opposite. No, 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 no. I think I owe him money. Seriously. He lives in a moshav with a lot of cows. Anyway. Says the Gemara, we are, we are holding the Tzadik Dalet Omid Beis, uh, ten lines from the bottom. Tanya. So, Here's the question of the day. I have a couple questions that we have to think about. Chidushim Gdailim, for me. One is not the biggest chidush in the world. One was a much bigger chidush. How is it possible, how is it possible that you have a tree in your backyard and if you pick fruit from it on Shabbos, you're not really over. Maybe they're a bana, but you're not over on toilish. Ready, mamish, 100% ready. It's juicy, geschmack of fruit. No, the boy says, somebody. Oh. Very good. Says, says Naftali Ritual that it's, it's a pot that does not have, it's planted in a pot and it doesn't have a hole, so it's not yearning from the ground. Yes, it's in dirt and it grows beautifully. If you, if you that's what we're going to learn in Mishnah. Okay, so that's a pretty big chiddush. But here's a big chiddush. Think about it on Yantif, on Pesach uh, afternoon, your little hut that you live in falls down. Is it mutter for you to build a house on Yantif? Question. Uh, you, you know it's a trick question, right? So you're going to say, if, if he's asking, probably it's mutter, right? Ramam says it's asr. So why am I asking? Because Taisa says it's mutter. That's what we're going to learn today. Unbelievable tesis. You're allowed to build a house on Yontif if you need it. There's a concept called mitoich. We don't have to jump ahead, but just think about this idea, because if we would have just learned it, we wouldn't have been so shocked. There's a shocker. Just like you're allowed to make a fire on Yontif to heat yourself up. Why? Because you're allowed to make a fire for food. So if you're allowed to do boina for food, you're allowed to, and what is boina? We'll see. You're allowed to do baina for food, so you're allowed to do baina for another reason. If it's a very important reason, you're allowed to do baina. You're allowed to build a house on Yantif, according to Taisus. So if your sukkah falls down on Yantif, you might be able to tell a guy to go build it, whatever, according to Taisus. Says the Gemara, Tanya, Rib Shimon ben Elazar Oimer. Tzipayr and Shepeirash Rubo, it's funny, last night when we were learning the Mishnah, that if somebody cuts his nail with his teeth on Shabbos, he's chayiv doiraisa, the Belezer, a guy screams, oh no! <laughs> like a Mildashir. 
And, and, and as he's screaming it, I see his finger in his mouth. Like, oh no. Yeah, according to Rebelezer, yeah, good morning. Uh, according to Rebelezer, it's Isidur, right? So according to Chachamim, it's only Isidur and Bonon. Right, 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 right. Your Michal Shabbos during the week. Tire of Shimbin Alaza Oimer, it's a point in Shapirash Ruba. If most of the nail is detached, Vitsitin Shapirash Rubon, and cuticles, like the little pieces of skin that you have by your nail, that most of it came off. A lot of people like to remove those on Shabbos, especially. It's a favorite habit. Bayad Mutter, if you do it with your hand, it's Mutter. Let's see, before we jump into the Allah and we think we know the Allah Lamaisa, with a Kli, it would be Asr. Using like a nail clip or a special device that removes the cuticles, it's Asr. Bayad Mutter. Ask the Gemara, it doesn't flow. If you do it with a, vest, with a Kli, nail clipper, it's a Deraisa. So, so then Rabbanon should have stepped in and say, hey, wait a minute. Don't do it with your hand. One step lower. Don't go from completely mutter with your hand to completely usher with a kli. That doesn't make sense. If most of it is separated, bayad mutter, bikli potter aval Yes, it is one step removed. It, it's not an isadereisa with a khatas. You shouldn't do it. However, if you don't have a roiv removed, now it's one step above. So with your hand, it's potter avalasur. You should not remove it with your hand if it's not a rave off. Then you are chayev chatas. So was, was accurate. Bayad potter was, mutter was also accurate, but different cases. Kli is chayev chatas if you don't have a rave off. Bayad is mutter if you have a rave off. Was, there's a mix up between the two cases. Amar so the halach is like what we just said. The halach is that you're allowed to remove your nail. It happens a lot, right? Your nail gets stuck somewhere on Shabbos and it, it, it's, the majority is off and every time you touch something, you touch your sweater, it gets stuck in your tie, it causes problems. You want to know if you can take it off. So, Says the Gemara, What does that mean? Says Rashi, if it's removed towards the, your tip of your finger. Says Taisvis, Rabbi Tam doesn't like it. He says, no, means towards your hand. So it's lower down. In other words, your nail is really messed up. It's like, it's, it's, it's towards, it's, it's over here, towards your finger. So basically, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, he says, since you have Rashi, you have Taisvis, don't touch it. Because you don't know. You don't know if it's roiv this way or roiv that way. Let's see. Hold on. Oh. What? No, so that's what it says. It really hurts and bothers him? Too bad. Because Rashi says it means that it's, it's towards the, 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 the top of your hand. So he says towards the bottom of your hand. We don't know which way to go. So you lied to the Bimchal Shabbos if something hurts? No, 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 because a lot of people are learning that it's two separate things. Klapimala, umitzaris, I say. It's two, two. I could think that, hey, it's already detached, so therefore I could just completely detach it. That if it's like, if this way, maybe it's not detached, and it is, so I don't know. So since I don't know, 
says the Gemara, V'chein Hagoidelas. What's Hagoidelas? Braiding one's here. I have the picture here from Yoni. I like the way he depicts the woman. If you see that the man is a little bit more defined over here, the woman has like no nose, whatever. Okay, fine. The, ma- the corona mask. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that's not makhvan on a mask. He's typical. Okay, fine. Mamisha racist. Uh, braiding here, if you, in case you don't know what it looks like, in, uh, this is what it looks like. Fine. Koicheles. Oh, what does koicheles mean? In case you don't know what it looks like, it's painting your eyes. I put a little blue here just in case it fits into kachal or whatever. I don't know. So, a little makeup, a little eyeliner, whatever they call it. Poikeses. What's poikeses? So two pshatim Rashi. He likes this pshat. Great, we'll go with this pshat. It means to separate the hair with your fingers. Mishumai mechayva. What's what's the iser? Omar Rebbe Oven. Omar Rebbe Yosef Barchanino. Goydeles mishum oireges. So goydeles is oireg. Weaving. You're weaving your hair. You're going like this to your hair. You're weaving it. Just like you take two threads and you make a, a garment out of it. You're, you're making something out of your hair. The Gemara doesn't like that. Look, she's, she's drawing. She's drawing on her eye. She takes it and she makes a nice round circle. Ksiva. Also, Gemara is not very happy with that. You're spinning. You're taking the hair out. You're spinning the hair. Is that how you weave? Is that how you write? Is that how you, how you uh, spin? I have a pshat. She is dying. She's dying her skin. Yes, it's not a... Long-term die, but nevertheless, it's similar. And if she is braiding her hair, or she is separating her hair, she's building. Ask the Gemara, you're going to ask me, that's how you build. Build means you take a stone, you build a house. Building here, in. Yes, and we had this in Brachas. If you remember, going back, you see, now we're already... Quoting Mesechtas that we learned. built the tzela. We learned the rib. Tzela, what does it mean? I said we learned when we were in kindergarten. That's how we learned. Not necessarily the pshat. How did it go? Went okay? Hu took Chava and he beautified her. He, he, he made her here. He braided her here. And we also learned that he gave her a little makeup. Remember the whole, he gave her makeup. He's supposed to do makeup. And that a person, we also learned, a person is supposed to lower himself for Shishvinim. You don't say, oh, I'm a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's beyond my covet to, to deal with this person. No, you do it off of Bikin. So we, in, in, out of town, like in New York, every other place, every place, is out of, in Chicago, which is out of town, in L.A., which is out of town, they call a clear, a braid, b'niyasa. So it goes together. Yes, it's a binyan. 
You want to know what Binyan is? Braiding your hair, that's Binyan, because in the Torah, because Baruch built up Chava for other Marisha. Just want to shout out for the people on Zoom. They're watching. We have uh, Ted Fishman watching us. Uh, who else? Howard Metz. Howard Metz, new one, I think, right? So Shalom Aleichem, Reb Howard. All right, Vaiti Gigang, and Tanyo. Reb Shimon Lazar Oimer. Ice, we have ice now. We, uh, whoever likes ice, we have an ice maker in our Yisrael, an ice maker, the additional ice maker, $500. As much as an entire refrigerator with an ice maker costs in the States. But we have ice. I'm not kidding. Ask Gary. Another 2,000 shekel. And it was because Noam insists that we get ice because he likes ice, but he's, he hasn't been to the Yisrael yet. So after Corona's over and whatever, a few months from now, we'll give him some ice. Hmm? Do you get crushed ice or just plain ice? No, no, no. You don't get crushed ice for 2,000 shekel. Don't exaggerate. It's regular, <laughs> regular ice for 2,000. You want crushed, that's an additional 1,000 shekel, probably. That's secondary. Secondary. Gemara. I bought, seriously, I bought the Samsung uh, refrigerator that has crushed ice, yeah? And when I went to Home Depot, they had the same refrigerator for the same price that I paid, only the entire door was a screen. Literally, a whole screen, and you, you could put your pictures of your family on it, and it looks into your refrigerator, so when you're shopping, it has video cameras and stuff, so you could see what's missing. Milk is missing, uh, it's the same exact refrigerator, but with all the whistles and everything, with the, with the screen, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, exactly, Shabbos would be a little bit of a problem. Goydeles, koicheles, upokeses. So you have these three things, the braiding, the, the, the painting of the eye, and the separating of the hair according to that one Pshana Rashi. La'atzma p'tura, if she does it for herself, she's potter. Why? Says Rashi, because a person can't really do a great job, try to give yourself a haircut, it doesn't, it doesn't go so well when you do it yourself. So therefore it's not a real binyan. But l'chaverta, chayeves. That's considered binyan. You want to build, you build properly, and therefore you're chayv if you do it for your friend. A woman should not put like a blush color, like a red on her skin. This will cause something like to die, and that's aser. We're going into other melachas here. When you milk an animal, you milk a cow. Vamechabetz. Mechabetz, Rashi explains, and uh, Mechabrus was telling me that people in Israel do this. I've never heard of it, but he said that, yeah, it's very popular. For him, for sure, it's popular. You buy a couple of these yogurts, these, uh, you know what I'm talking about? They make vinyl and exactly. They make their own cream cheese. Why? I'm not, a, you save a couple shekel. What? Yeah, yeah. In yeshiva, if you're in Koilo. <laughs> Somebody was saying yesterday that they don't hear what the horrors on Zoom are. So uh, the horrors here on Zoom. He said if the sack is dirty, the cheese tastes much better. In yeshiva, they would put the milk. The, so, anyways, you take this leben, this uh, sour gvina, uh, shamenet, you pour it on a piece of cloth. The, this is, by the way, where Rabbi Schoenberg, if he was here, he, he'd jump out of his seat from Hanah. We're talking about rennet, about cheese, and how to make cheese. Where is he? I don't know. 
He's here somewhere, Rabbi Shomer. It has to be, right? Oh, here he is. He's excited. Yeah, he's waving. He's sapping. Gewaldic. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And he's probably saying that this guy has no clue what he's talking about, the cheese. It's not called rennet, it's called... Uh, kids are one shot in, in Rashi is the rennet thing. Fine, whatever. I like this shot, the, I th or maybe the next thing. Anyway, you take this cloth, you put this Lebanon, you put this milk on, whatever it is, and the whey, okay, I said the word. Fine, Rabbi Shai, I said the word, whey, not the water. The whey comes out from the bottom, and you're left with nice gvina levana, chamesh achuz, 15 achuz, whatever you start out with. That's the achuz you're left with, great. People do this in Eretz Yisrael, believe it or not, because a, a, a Lebanese explained to me is four shekel. The Gvina is eight shekel. So you could say four shekel if you go through this whole process. Great. Okay, listen, some people, it's Kedai to save a dollar to work for three hours. I hear it. It makes a lot of sense for me. He said, I asked him, does it taste better? He says, no. You say it tastes better, now I understand. Great. He said, it depends on the sack. It depends on the sack. So sometimes it tastes better, sometimes it doesn't. If your wife is a mother, no, no, you can't use the dirty sock. She doesn't chop. That's the whole thing. Tnuva uses the dirtiest of the dirty sock. And if you basketball, hockey, by the way, hockey. If you ever brought your kid to ice hockey, the reyach of that, but it's not. You can't even. You can't describe it. Five dead people is not such a reyach. And they play with it. The schmack. You bring a kid from hockey with. You bring the whole team in your van in hockey. You need, a, you need to rinse out the inside of your car for, for three hours. Zokti Gemara. So such a sack. A hockey sack? The best cheese ever. What's a megaben? If you look at the word megaben, is gvino. So it's not the same thing. It's you're taking the, 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 the pieces, the pieces that are floating over there, the kernels, whatever. You, you bring them together. That's mamish baina. You, you bring it together. You're building. What's the shear? Kigre geres. This is what they were talking about, by the way. Rabbi Yisai, seriously, sitting in my house, there's nobody laughing. I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm making a joke to the screen. I don't see anyone. I see a bunch of faces. Hmm. Over here, you hear this guy thinks it's funny. Not, it gives a chiyos to the shir. It's a whole different game. We have to stay here, Rabbi. We have to dive in that we stay in this base marriage. Okay, so the shir, like everything else in Shabbos, basically, sweeping your floor. Are you allowed to sweep floors? Everybody sweeps floors today, right? There, there are issues. It's, it's discussed. Whether you're the Gemara is talking about in a time when the floor was made out of dirt, completely different animal, but still, uh, you're sweeping muktza, you're sweeping things that are most. Okay. Vami rabbits. Rabbits is because the floor is made out of dirt, so you sprinkle some water to settle the dust. And taking out these, these cakes of, of honey, what are they called? They call honey... The, the wafers, the so, no, the whole thing is called a comb, but when you take it, a piece out of it, fine. Shogag b'shabos chayv chatos, says the Gemara, this is the Raisa, so you chayv chatos. Hezid the Yantav, and if you did this on purpose, even on Yantav, like Arbaim, you get Malkus for this. Dibir Rebbe Lezer, so says Rebbe Lezer, v'chacham b'moyim b'mechodze b'chodze, enri elam shum shvos, it's only... Now there's a big machlekes in Rishonim. What is this line going on? On all six things, because we start out choyle mechabetz megaben, and then we have mechabet mrabetz veroida, and he says echod zevechazeh. So could be some Rishonim say it's only talking about the last three, but the first three not so much. Or oh, fine, the, the first three are isa deraisa, only the, the last three are the rabbanon. Rav Nachman Berguyo shows up in Nardah. And he had a bad day. 
Could you please explain to us what's the iser to milk a cow on Shabbos? He drew a blank. So he says, Why is it also to do choylev? Choylev. So they go weiter. Okay. Blank. Fine. What about mechabetz? You know mechabetz? Yeah. Mishum ay mechayev. Amalu mishum mechabetz. Megaben. Mishum ay mechayev. Amalu mishum megaben. Amalu lei. Rabboch. Kotlikane ba'agmahavu. Has anybody ever heard this expression? Kotlikane. Nobody. He's heard it. Not gonna heard it. In yeshiva, like or like in my house, my father used to call it. What am I? Kotlikane. Katakanya, it's all the expressions from the Gemara. Katakanya means a guy that chops reeds in the Ba'agma, you don't you take off the Agma. When you want to say to something, you want to sound cool, you don't say, Katakanya Ba'agma, you don't say that. You say, what are you, Katakanya? What are you, you, you don't know your stuff, you're garbage man, like in those days. What are you, Katakanya? A guy that cuts reeds in the, in the, in the swamp. Ah, he doesn't know how to learn. Your Rebbe didn't know how to learn, he couldn't teach you. Megaben, also showed by Midrash, so he didn't know, so he started asking people. When you milk a cow, you are being mefarik, dosh. You're separating the wheat from the, from the shaft, from the kernel, from the, di- it's different malachas of mefarik, of extracting the milk from the animal. You're separating the liquid from, from this behemoth. Okay, taking your shamanet, your yogurt and putting it on a on a dirty sack and having the 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 water come out from the bottom, that's it's a buyer. Especially that you're doing it with a kli. You're using a sack. Even if you want to say Rashi says it's not exactly sure the top, the bottom, but the bottom line is that it's you're using a kli. The only time buyer is mutter, biyad and miyad. You do it with your hand and right away, but over here you're doing it with the kli, so it's awesome. Megabein, and to take the curdles, the, the pieces, and put them together, Over here, we must see Toysvis. Look at Toysvis, Dibur, Maskevah, It's basically the first wide line. Umiu teimelari. Kiv in the mutter legabem biyamtev We just said, you're, you're allowed to make cheese on yantev. And we just established that making cheese is what? Isur baina... This is the concept of metoich. Since I could build when I need to, meaning I could build cheese on yantiv. So therefore, I could build a house. If I could make a fire to make to cook up a chant on, on yantiv. And therefore, I'm allowed to make a fire to warm up my feet. So if I'm allowed to do baina and make cheese on yantif, so I'm allowed to do baina and build a house. Whatever it is, the whole process, whatever I need to, to put a roof over my head. There's another problem. It looks like, it looks bad. It's There are certain malachas that are awesome because it's terrible. You bring out the machine and start doing the toichen and start, that, that, that you don't do on yantiv. 
Mainly you don't build, but in theory it should be okay. But Hamachabed. No, so that, that that that's a different sugya. Yeah, that's already a mafshe. That's one step before. Could you make a knife to make a milah? That's the, the sugya. Hamachabed amirabes varoida. We just said this. All these belachas, according to Rebbe are they right? So, Omer Rebbe My time is Rebbe Why does he say that honey, taking out honey, is an iser de raisa? Dechsev, vayit bal oiso biyaris dvash. Yoinason, Yoinason, Dovra Mel's best friend, he took his, his stick, his staff, and dipped it into the honey, but it doesn't say he dipped it in honey, it says vayit biyaris dvash. Right, isn't that Telstone? No, that, that's... Yar is something, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fine. Yeah, not Yar is Dvash, sorry. Oh, Yar is Dvash. Is that Rebbeinus and Abishas, right. Yar is Dvash. So, why does it say Yar? Yar means a forest. What does that have to do with, with the honey? V'chi ma'in yin Yar is Dvash, elaloi malach. Ma'i Yar atosh m'menam shavis chayiv chatos. Just like if you pull off something from a tree, you're chayev achatos. You break off a piece of the honeycomb, you're chayev achatos. Says the Gemara, Mechayza was a wealthy place. They had tiles like we do. So he allowed to do some sort of a sponge, like to spray water on the floor. The Isser is, We don't have to go with our head in the wall. Rabbanon said it is, and they explained it very nicely. The whole problem is maybe you'll smooth out the floor. What's the problem with that? You're a boyna, or maybe makibapatish. It's a problem. We have nice tiles on our floor. Everything is straight to begin with. There's no issue to put water on the floor. <coughs> he met Ravina, the Kometzari Mahavlo. There are a lot of people that suffer from this, even today. Dust is probably the number one cause of asthma. So there's a lot of dust on the floor. He couldn't take it. And some people say it wasn't Ravatisfa. It was Mark Shishabri, the Rav Ashkechel Ravash, a different story. The Kometzari Mahavla. Omalei, Loisavala Mar, Lodesanyo. There's a way out of this. If somebody wants to put down water on his floor, <coughs> he takes <coughs> a bucket full of water. So he does one job in one corner, and he keeps on moving the bucket around, and he, he pretends he has to wash his face, and the water falls on the floor. Then he washes his hands, the water falls on the floor. Basically, he gets his house, water on the floor, by not spraying directly on the floor, by putting on his face. And the whole house becomes completely spunged. So either it means I don't recall such a thing or I don't hold of this. This is a terrible idea. I don't like this idea. It's trickery. Not for me. Tana, we learned. Meaning the wife of a Tamad Chacham or the daughter of a Tamad Chacham that knows the tricks, knows the ins and outs. She has a way how to do sponge. Don't quote me sponge. I'm just throwing that out. It means to, to sprinkle, spray a little water. This reminds me, I don't know if Chaim Kormeluth is, is watching now, or maybe he'll listen later. There's another thing that we were discussing. 
that we hold, says the Gemara, like Rav Shimon. Dover Shainim Skaven is mutter. So if I drag a bench through the street, I don't have any intent to make a furrow. And it's not 100% that it'll happen. It's not a psikresha. So yes, it might happen. No, I don't have to be careful. Dover Shainim Skaven. So we are also, I'm not trying to be mash vegumas. I'm not trying to smooth out my floor. I want the dust gone. How do I do it? I spray water in the air. You're concerned that maybe the water will drop, it will hit the floor, and it'll start leveling things out. Maybe yes, maybe not. It's not 100%. And therefore, Dovashem Miskavin is mutter. There's no problem. Great. Says the Mishnah. In case you need to see what this looks like. So if you go to the nursery and you buy you know, flower pots, usually they have holes on the bottom so that the water could drain out. Here's Yoni's depiction. The red is a nice little hole on the bottom. So it draws, what does it do? It draws nourishment from the ground. And the Chiddush is unbelievable. The Mishnah says, if you break something off a tree, you, you do plisha, you do which is kaitzer, really. It's the malach of kaitzer on Shabbos. You take off fruit from the tree, toilash is just on a tree, kaitzer is on the ground. If it has a hole in it, like in the red, so there's no difference whether it's planted in the ground or above the ground, it's nourishing from the ground, it gets some sort of whatever the ground provides. Rashi says, unbelievable, even if the hole is on the side of the planter, of the flower pot, because it's still smelling, it's still grabbing the nourishment from the ground. It doesn't have to be directly below. Unbelievable. This shocked me. I mean, I, I think I learned it a hundred times in my life. And it just hit me. Like, potter. This tree, I, have, I actually have a little orange tree on my porch in a pot. It's not nourishing from the ground. I don't know if it's considered a pot. I guess it's a pot. No, no, no. It's Asim Darabonon. Asim Darabonon. Asim Darabonon. Potter, potter avalaser. But I'm saying, in, in terms of is it right? I just grab the. So if I have, to, if I'm starving, if I'm about to die on Shabbos, and I have one tree that's planted downstairs, one tree planted above, you go to the tree that's planted. It's not is it right? It's is it right? Does it look good? Whatever. Is this the? Reb Shimon pointed me that was a, huh? Yeah, my porch is not sticking over anywhere. No nourishment at all. Livy David says that if there's leaves hanging over, that's considered a nourishment. It's nothing to do with the pot. Okay. Maybe that's why he, Yoni, has a very straight one stem kind of thing. Imagine he drew this and he printed his whole thing and people send him in emails. I mean, this was before the email days. This is like from 30 years ago. But uh, yeah, it would be a big problem. Fine. He did a good job. He didn't mess up. Reb Shimon pointed b'zeh b'zeh baruch Hashem. Reb Shimon is very consistent throughout Shemisach Shabbos. Reb Shimon Baichai Potter Potter. Nothing to do with Melach Shainzer. It's a new halacha. All pots, whether they have a hole in it, don't have a hole in it, they are pot, they're considered not attached to the ground, and therefore, if you, even if it has a hole in it, it's not enough nourishment. By the way, just. On Shemitah, what they do here in Israel, I heard at least, they take a piece of plastic, they roll it out on the ground, and they put a bunch of dirt on it, yeah? And they plant on that dirt, so it's not nourishing from the ground. And then in, in Hilcha Shemitah, it's okay. Hilcha Shabbos, it's not okay. 
says the Gemara, question, either, either Abay asked Rava, or they asked Rav, not. Rav Shimon it says that Rav Shimon doesn't distinguish between a flower pot that has a hole or doesn't have a hole. It's considered as if it's not in the ground. Even if it has a hole, it's nothing. There is no difference between a flower pot that has a hole or doesn't have a hole. Elo lahachshir lahachshir zroim bilvad. What does that mean? So we know when it comes to hilchas tuma, in order for fruit to be mekabel tuma or food, you have to pour in it one of the, the, the seven liquids. So let's say you pour water in it, now it could be mekabel tuma. If it's on a tree that we all know, mechuber to the karka, you cannot pour water. If it rains, pour water, it doesn't matter. It cannot be mechuber to the karka. What halacha does a, does a flower pot have? If a flower pot is not connected to the ground, then if I pour water on it, then it's mikabal tumah. My whole tree, orange is on the tree. If I go like this, pour water, and I want to pour water, what? What did you say? Mokshur l'kabal tumah. Yeah, mokshur. Yeah, the concept of hechshur l'kabal tumah. Now, if I, something that's tummy touches it, becomes tummy. Not the water is in the Mokshur l'kabal tumah. Elo roim bilvad. So he says that when it comes to Tumah, now it's considered not part of the ground. Only one Allah. It's not part of the ground. When? When I want to be Makshirit. Since there's a flower pot here, so this plant is not part of the ground. It's not Mechuber. And therefore, water will make it Mechshulikabal Tumah. And if something Tommy touches it, oh, but he distinguishes. You just said blanket statement. Everything, it doesn't matter if it's this pot, that pot, Rib Shimon holds, it's not attached to the ground at all. He says no. That if it only, when it, there's no hole in it, then Legavi Tuma, it's detached. No, it's not true. Rib Shimon says, regardless, it's always considered detached from the ground. And when it comes to Zraim, since there's so many words, Zera, Zera, Shizera, Tuma is different. So, older man asked Ribzera a question. Where am I? Okay. So now it's a little different. You have the root. Right by the hole of the flower pot. There's a root pointing down, and it could grab nourishment. That root is in an antenna to, to grab nourishment. Does that make a difference? Yes or no? Reb Shimon said, it doesn't matter. It's considered separate. But perhaps if there's a root, it's not separate. Now it nourishes. Ishtik midi. midi. In this context, I believe it means he just didn't know. We had the other, I don't know, a while ago, we had Ishtik. It means it was, it was a really silly question. He didn't want to answer him. He didn't feel over here. He didn't know. Good question. Zimna Chada, a different time, same two people. You have the Saba and you have Reb Zera. The, the questioner and Reb Zera didn't know the answer. Ashkechei, the Yosef Ikoamar, and he found, the old person found Reb Zera sitting and giving a drasha. Umoy de Reb Shimon, Shimnikav Bechdei 
that when it comes to Tumah, if it has a hole, which we're, if we're dealing with a klicheres, the hole of the size of an olive, and we're going to go a little bit into it now, the size of an olive makes this kli no more a kli for Tumah. And therefore, Rav Shimon admits that's considered mechuber. What does that mean? If this kli, this flower pot, is not a flower pot halachically because it has a giant hole in it, I'm not going to keep it in my house. I don't need earthenware that has a hole the size of an olive. What could I put in it? Larger things than an olive. I get it. But typically, I'm going to toss out something that has a hole this size, the size of an olive. So therefore, it cannot separate between my plant and the ground. Because halachically, it's not a kli. If it's not a kli, then it's attached to the ground. So the Gemara doesn't like, so he asked, the, the Sabbath says, I don't understand something. I was asking you a much simpler question. I was asking you where physically the root could see the ground. That you didn't know. But a halachic pretend that the kli is not there, that is okay with you? And that you're saying does nourish? It should be the reverse. If the root sees the ground, then for sure it should be as if it's attached to the ground. If it has a small hole that maybe the, the, the root sees the ground, it doesn't see the ground, you don't care. You say automatically it's as if it's touching the ground. So if the root sees the ground for sure. But logic wise, he's saying, asking. Why don't you imply logic? You didn't answer me. It should be the exact opposite. Rabbi Shimon wasn't talking about every hole in the world in this clique. There's a difference. If the hole is up here, that's one halacha. We're talking about where the hole is on the side right over here. And this kli cannot even hold the revius water. It can't do it. Oh, now that's a really bad kli. Amarava. So we're going to see in a second. There's a concept called gistera. And we learned about it also. Gistera means a shard of earthenware. So if my, my, my kli breaks into pieces, I can use one piece of broken earthenware. I can use it as a gistera. What do I do with it? I put it underneath a kli that's dripping. I have a small drip. I'm not going to throw out my kli. This is the time of the Gemara. It's very hard to make, expensive. I'm going to catch it. Now, what if that gistera has a hole in it? Forget about it. I'm not going to use a gistera for a gistera. So, if this kli has, it cannot even hold a revius, then it's not even good for a gistera, then it's useless. Amarava. Chameish midas b'klicheres. There are five measurements, there are five different levels when it comes to, to klicheres, to earthenware. Nikav ke moitzi mashka, the smallest of the small holes. You have a, a pin needle that liquid could, could seep out of it. Tahar militami gistera. So over here we have to use the Lashon Tahar. It's a little tricky just to understand the language here. But when we learned in Mesechus Brachas, all the way in the beginning, Tahar means Tahar Yom, the day left. Meaning, it's not available. Tar, it's gone. Tar melatame gistera. This gistera, this broken piece, does not even become tame. Why? Because it's useless. 
If it's useless, then it's not even tummy. It cannot even become tummy. A broken piece of earthenware doesn't become tummy. So tahar militame gistera. It's it's done. It's finished with tuma. However, vadai klihu likadish boy mechatos. So this kli. So if the gistera, let's talk about a gistera. Number one, if the gistera has a small hole in it, it's not a gistera. Because what good is a broken piece of earthenware if it itself has a hole in it? All it's good is to catch liquid that's coming out of a, a nice big kli. But if it itself is broken, garbage. So that's not even in the list. Forget about that. You can't even count it as one. However, if you have a regular kli that has a small hole in it, the same size as the gistera, but it's a small hole in a big kli, it's such a good kli that it's what you sprinkle on, a, on somebody who's tame, this is considered a good kli. Right? Because it has to be a kli that could hold liquid. It holds liquid. It's only coming out slightly. Number two. But if it could receive liquid inwards, that's a much larger hole. No longer. You can no longer use it for the sprinkling the ashes of the, the paraduma. However, it's still considered a kli that if you put zroim, you put food, edible, seeds, whatever, you could use it to be machshir, those zroim, nikav kishorish katan. Now, if the hole is small enough that a root could come out of it, no longer could you use this as, it's bottle. In other words, this kli is bottle. So if the kli is bottle, this is growing from the ground. Growing from the ground, I can't be machshur. I can't introduce water to it to say, oh, now it could be makabal tuma. It's attached to the ground, but it's in a kli. No, the kli is garbage. There is no kli here. Halakhali, there's no kli. Oh, but it is a kli to the point that it could hold stuff. So if it could hold stuff, such as olives, then it's makabal tuma. Number four, but if it's large enough that the hole is so large that olives start falling out of it, that's not a kli at all. Meaning, if I say specifically, I want to, I see Avi Kamiansky very low, I'm not sure why. He's on a 70 inch screen and everybody just turned around, fine. If, he doesn't even hear us, I don't think. If, <laughs> uh, we could see the brand name on your, on your uh, washing machine over there, whatever that is. Is that a freezer? What is that? But we know that you're into, you're into mountain biking. Now we know you're into mountain biking. Fine. Oh, share Mali's. So anyway, j- just uh, one minute. So Nikav Kamaitzi, remind him if... So by remind him, you have to specifically say, I am designating this cleat to hold my pomegranate. Nikav Kamaitzi, remind him. But once... It's large enough that you can't even put a pomegranate in it. It's gone. You can't do anything. However, listen to this. This kli is so gone that it's not a kli at all. But there is one thing it could do. Hagdama, real quickly. When it comes to tumas oil, if there's tumma in the room, everything becomes tummy. What if the tumma is in my kli cheres and the kli cheres is open? It becomes tummy. Here's a big chiddush rabbi say. What if the klicheris is completely closed, sealed, closed, but there's a hole on the side, huge hole. Does the tumma go in? No. The tumma could only go in 
from its opening from the top. Says the Gemara, Vim and if it's completely sealed, you need 51% of the cleat to be gone. Not the size of a rima. Otherwise, it protects whatever is inside of it from becoming tomei tumas oil. Omar Ravasi, Shomati says Ravasi, I heard that the shear of a klicheres is the size of a pomegranate, not like what Rava said, the size of an olive. The size of an olive, Rava says, the kli is gone. Perhaps you heard that, it, that if it has a seal, then a size of a pomegranate ruins it. That whatever is inside becomes tome. Ask the Gemara, we just said a second ago, it's not the size of a pomegranate. But Rav Rubai. The 51%, where did you get this thing of a, of a pomegranate? If it's a very large kli, says Rashi, then 51% has to be destroyed. Otherwise, it can protect whatever is inside it from Tumas oil. But if it's a small kli, then it's the size of, I don't know exactly what small and large is, but if it's a small kli, then it's not 51%, it's the size of a pomegranate. That size renders everything inside the kli Tomei, because the tumor could come in from the side. Have a wonderful day. Thank <laughs> you.